This episode of I Want to Like You is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code REALSIMPLE at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. And by Audible. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free 30-day trial at www.audible.com like. Hello and welcome to I Want to Like You, a weekly podcast from Real Simple about how to handle the irritating people in your life with goodwill and grace. I'm Kristen Van Ogtrop. I'm the editor of Real Simple. And this week we are talking about rude strangers. So my guest today is Shep Hyken. Shep is a customer service and experience expert, a global keynote speaker, a New York Times bestselling author, and the chief amazement officer at Shepherd Presentations. Shep also has his own podcast on Amazing Business Radio. Shep, hi. It's so good to be here, Kristen. I'm excited. Well, good. And you know what? I got to say, for everyone listening, when you emailed me yesterday, the bottom of your email said, always be amazing, exclamation point. (laughs) And I think I might have to steal that for the rest of my life. Do you mind? I want you to. That's what we (laughs) encourage people to do. That's my mantra. Three words long. If you come to work for me, that's what we do. And, and the other side of it is, you know, be amazing or go home. From the sounds of you, I don't think there's a lot of rudeness in your organization. But so we're here to talk, though, about people who are rude in public. So basically what, what I mean is like line cutters, litter bugs, man spreaders on the New York City subway. This, this topic of this top podcast was actually suggested by Jamila Chisholm in the Real Simple offices. And she wanted me to do a podcast on line cutters. Yeah. But, but I we thought that was too people. narrow. So actually, we can look at what's wrong with line cutters and add a whole bunch of other people who are inconsiderate to their fellow strangers in public. So I wanted to ask you first, I guess, of all of the rude strangers out there, and unfortunately there are quite a few, is there a particular type that that you find either most irritating, most difficult to deal with, most confounding? Do you have one that bedevils you particularly? Well, as you watch these things unfold in front of your very eyes, you, you become frustrated and you're thinking, how, how can you this person treat this other person this way or how can this person be so rude? I think what probably gets me more upset than anything is watching a customer of a business, and I'll go on record as saying it's probably the passenger of an airline, Mm -hmm. become irate, angry, and completely disrespectful to the person on the other side of the counter of that airline that's usually, not always, but usually trying to help that person. Yeah, but you're talking, though, about not the employee. You're talking about... The employee's the victim in that scenario, right? The employee's right? the victim. That's why I say, and usually yeah. that's the case. I mean, there's no doubt that uh, I've walked up to an employee at the airline counter, and he is upset, angry, not not necessarily nice. And I say, I could tell you're having a bad day. It was probably the guy in front of me that made you feel the way you feel right now. Mm-hmm. And immediately a smile goes on his face because that's what happens. Some of these people, and, and really it doesn't matter what business, it just, I notice it a lot because I travel so much in the airline business where a lot of things do happen, like mechanicals and weather delays. And passengers are rightfully upset, but not rightfully uh, given permission to go after that employee and be rude and angry. Right. It's just wrong. Okay, so let's talk about 
I want to talk about people who are inconsiderate, not to someone who's waiting on them or who's working for a company that they're paying for some kind of a service, but to just sort of like your basic fellow. Like one example I think about is when I ride the New York City subway, you know, you'll sit next to a person whose headphones are really loud or a person who's playing a game on their phone and you hear the volume and you can't stand it. Or a person who's taking up like two seats or, you know, it, and there, you always do this calculation, which might be slightly different in New York than it is in other parts of the country. Like, do I say something or am I in personal danger, actually, if I take this person on? <laughs> um, so frequently I tend not to not to say anything. But, you know, do you think I mean, so I've got, I've got two questions for you, actually. One, do you think that our society has become ruder when it comes to, you know, just kind of like stranger to stranger sharing the same space behavior? And then the follow-up to that is when you're in that kind of a situation, do you tend to say something? Wow. So are we ruder? I think we are. And I don't know, society as a whole, I'd like to think, you know, I'm I'm a good humanitarian. I think, you know, I'm all for world peace. But there's no doubt I ride. I'm, I live in St. Louis, which is a far cry from New York City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still uh, a city. It's a city. Yeah, we yeah. don't have a subway, but I ride the train in the downtown every sporting event. I was on a train last night and guy sat down right in front of us and was loud on his cell phone, uh, not considerate. And I looked over at my wife and I said, this guy's been on the train before. I know who this guy is. Don't say a word. Oh, because yeah. if you provoke this guy, which is part of the reason he's doing it, he wants he wants the attention and he wants he wants the encounter. He wants that, you know, he wants to have that confrontation. But I think, you know, here's the thing. In certain situations, people are self-absorbed and, and rude. You know, you talk about that person who sits next to you with the headphones on, the volume's loud. I don't know if they realize that you can hear it. And sometimes nicely, and this happens to me on the airplane, I'll say to someone, excuse me, but I can actually hear what you're listening to, which, by the way, I enjoy some of those songs. But if there's any way you could turn it down a little bit, I'd really appreciate it. And most of the time they look at me and say, well, I'm so sorry. And thank me for letting them know. Yeah. That reminds me, when I was on my first date with my now husband, we were in Washington, D.C. at a restaurant. And it was the tables were kind of close together. And this it was I'll never forget this because I was so mortified because I didn't know as you're just like you're saying the person at the table next to I can't remember if it was a man or a woman leaned over to us I think it was a man and he said it's not that I don't enjoy hearing what you're saying but do you think that you could talk a little more softly (laughs) I mean I've always had kind of a loud voice but it was so embarrassing and I didn't know I didn't know that my voice was that loud in that context so so maybe the headphone listener doesn't realize that you can hear every single song and you're nice yeah. to say I like some of those songs because maybe you don't even. But so how do you okay, so guy on the train going to the sporting event with your wife last night, you had seen him in action before, you knew not to say anything. Right. He was drawing the confrontation. I think that's part of why he does what he does. I mean, I just watched him on the train before. I watch how he interacts with others and he likes to he likes when somebody takes him on. Yeah. But how do you so how do you though, Shep, when you are witnessing someone you haven't seen before, how do you make the mental calculation whether or not you're going to say something? I know it's sometimes a little scary. I'll be standing in line, and you mentioned line cutters, and I'll be standing in line, and somebody comes up and walks 
walks right up to me and or right in front of me and I'll say, excuse me, there is a line and they look at me and many times it's like, oh gosh, I'm sorry, I didn't even realize it, but I'm sure they did. You know, but I do have a line, a line that I like to use. You know, I know it's not, you know, somebody says go to the end of the line and I did and there was already somebody there. So I just thought I'd come up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh Wait a second. That sounds like you use that line when you're cutting in line. No, no, no. I say to them, I know this is what you're thinking. Oh, you know, okay. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I, my reputation, I don't want to be seen as a line cutter. Somebody will actually be filming something, and the next thing you know is me cutting in line or me being rude ends up on a YouTube channel somewhere. Yeah. And there I go. My reputation's it's over. Yeah, always, that's always be amazing in a really different kind of way, actually, <laughs> in a negative way. Yeah, I think people have to realize they are on camera, so to speak. I mean, at any given time, somebody's going to have that cell phone out or that mobile phone, and they're going to be recording what's going on. Believe me, I, I've been on that train, and I've seen, so, oh, this is, looks like it's going to be an interesting encounter. Are we going to see an argument? Are we going to mm -hmm. see a fight? And I just get that phone out ready to record what's going on. Oh. Oh, that's okay. I so we hear... can police ourselves. All right, wait. So we got to take a break, and then, then we got to come right back to that. So I've never built a website, and in part because it seems so daunting. But if I were to build a website, I know where I would go. I would go to Squarespace. Squarespace makes the sites look professionally designed, regardless of your skill level, So, which mine is like zero when it comes to designing a website. So that's very good. And it's intuitive and easy to use, which if you ask my children, they will know I desperately need anything that's intuitive and easy to use. So if you're trying to design a website or dreaming of designing a website or you want to design a website, Squarespace is your place. So if you want to start a free trial today, you go to squarespace.com. Make sure you use the offer code real simple and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Audible is offering our listeners a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash like and browse the over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. One book I want to like you listeners might enjoy is The Teenage Brain. I read it this summer. It's on Audible. And anyone who, like me, has teenagers or those creatures we call teenagers living with them would find this to be a really, really enlightening and perhaps life-saving thing to listen to. Anyway, it's called The Teenage Brain, and the subtitle is A Neuroscientist's Survival Guide to Raising Adolescents and Young Adults, and I highly recommend it. It's by Dr. Francis E. Jensen with Amy Ellis Nutt. Just go to audible.com slash like. That's audible.com slash like to get started today. Okay, so Shep, let's talk about that phone. So, so it never occurs to me to take out my, I'll tell you what I do do. Like if someone's littering, I will I will send out a tweet and say like, okay, guy in the red pants at two twenty five Liberty, I saw I picked <laughs> up that candy wrapper that you dropped. Like now, the chances of that guy in the red pants ever reading that tweet are like one in a gazillion, but it makes me feel better by one percent, I guess. But so so let's talk about the phone. So you. Take out your phone. So you sense something brewing. You take out your phone just in case. Have you ever actually recorded something? Oh, I've recorded, and I've never had the guts to actually play it because it really isn't necessary. But, you know, I've seen it happen, and I think it's kind of almost self-policing 
-hmm. You know, if if you know you're on camera, you're probably going to behave a little bit better. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you know, it's the eye in the sky. I mean, even even in a public place, you know, to have the announcement or to have that sign that says we're watching, you know, you say, oh, wow, they are watching. And, you know, in a lot of places, people don't realize they're being watched. If you walk uh, up to check in at the airport, you go to a hotel, you go into certain public areas Mm -hmm. and you behave a certain way, there is a pretty good chance you're on camera. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about your phone, this is there's like a Venn diagram overlap here. Do you when you think about social media, when you think about the things that often, unfortunately, terrible stories that happen in our world and all the networks get a video from someone's cell phone, right, of some terrible thing happening. Do you think that reality TV, which is a separate thing, but and social media have changed the way we behave? Like one might, one might sort of think that, that we behave better because of the self-policing that you're talking about, right? Someone's always got a camera. But but we also see a lot of, I feel like reality TV shows us a lot of misbehavior that's super popular with viewers. It wouldn't be fun if there wasn't misbehaving. Right. (laughs) Think about, look at the news at night. How much of it is good news versus how much of it is our world is going to a heck in a handbasket? Right. You know, the stock market's crashing. There's terrorist attacks here. Somebody's, you know, was in a carjack incident, Uh, a home burnt down. Oh, and by the way, here's a nice story. We'll bury it somewhere in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think the nice stories are usually at the very end. Right. Yeah. Because they want you to hold on for that nice story. But do you think so? Do you think, though, that social media has influenced the way strangers behave to each other? Well, I think social media has completely changed the behavior. Uh, And I think at some point, yes, uh, some people recognize that their behavior is being picked up. But I think, you know, and again, I'm, I'm the guy that works with companies. So I definitely think the behavior of companies who maybe at one point felt it was okay to not be as customer friendly and even to the point of being rude have turned it around because they know uh, they're being scrutinized by the customer and their their review is going to go on Yelp or they're going to be you know commented on on Twitter and mm-hmm. Facebook but I know this you know just start looking around some of the Facebook pages and you will see people complaining about very specific other people. It has nothing to do with business. It just has to do with their frustration with people that are out there being rude, people that are line cutters, people that are playing their headphones too loud, people that are on a cell phone and just completely disregarding everyone else around them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's you almost become embarrassed for that person. Well, if you're a nice person, I guess you do. Or you just find them nice or you find them really (laughs) annoying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I was on a train once and this guy was talking on his cell phone and he was telling his wife it was wasn't the subway it was a commuter train outside of, out of you know leaving New York City and he was telling his wife when he was going to come home 
and the, um, the guy next to him, I guess, thought he was being too loud. And so he pulls out his phone and he starts talking really loud. And he's like, oh, hi, yeah. honey. Oh, no, I'm I'm just talking because the guy next to me is talking and he's really, really loud. And so I thought I'd call you. And it was so aggressive and bizarre. And all the rest of us on the train were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that man's actually doing that. But, I mean, I guess that's way one way, right? You can fight fire with fire. But then we all lose, right? I think so. I mean, you know, there, there's the old adage that the squeaky wheel gets the oil, but the reality of it is sometimes the squeaky wheel is just an aggravation, an embarrassment. You tolerate it, and you look for reasons to avoid those squeaky wheels. And you know what else? You're, they're not going to get, you know, in the short term, they may get what they want, but in the long term, they're going to find that, you know, it's much easier to, I think, what is the, the saying? You'll catch more flies with honey than yeah. vinegar? Right. Yeah, right, right. Well, okay, so one last question. When you think about, so you work with companies a lot, but you're also, you know, a living, breathing human in this country, on this planet. I mean, when you think about how we can, is there behavior you can model, and is that the only way, I guess, you can work to affect change, to get people to be more considerate to each other in in public arenas? Wow. Well, you know, there is the golden rule that we grew up learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do unto others as you went done unto yourself. There's the platinum rule. My friend, Dr. Tony Alessandra came up with that term, which is a little bit opposite of the golden rule, which is do unto others as they want done unto them, which means you're considerate of others, you adapt to others' behavior. So there's, I, I think that, you know, as, as you look at yourself, decide, you know, who do you want to be? What kind of a person do you want to be? You know, you know what I do for a living. I got to tell you the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me. And I mean, it taught me a huge lesson and it's a lifelong lesson. I had finished doing a speech. It was one of the larger speeches I, I had. I, I mean, it was like eight, nine thousand people in the audience. Okay, I was talking that's about that's huge. That's a yeah, big speech. That, that <laughs> moment of magic and, you know, create that positive experience. And then I'm not going to tell you the name of the airline, but their initials were were TWA. Okay. <laughs> They're no longer here so I can talk about them. And it was down in New Orleans, and I showed up at the New Orleans airport. This was back in the day when there was a smoking section on the plane. And if you remember, the difference between the smoking section and the non-smoking section was a little sign on the last seat of the non-smoking right. row that had a picture of a cigarette. Now yeah. you can smoke. You're right. And I had a front front row seat uh, in coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a front row seat, and I showed up, and they said, I'm sorry, we had to give away your seat. And I go, but I'm here. And they go, well, I'm sorry. A couple wanted to sit there. I know, on and on she went. And I said, well, where are you putting me? And it was in the back of the plane, probably in between two guys named Bubba. I can't remember. But I do know it was in the smoking section in the center seat. And I said, I am not sitting there. And I became rude. Mm. I was I was wrong. I know I was. I lost my cool and I lashed out at the person. And as I started to walk on the plane, obviously upset with the ticket they'd given me and the seat that wasn't mine, somebody said to me, hey, man, that was a great speech you gave. A couple oh, of- gosh. I know. And I went, okay, <laughs> lesson learned. You know, y- you got to understand you have a reputation. Right. And you don't know if the person sitting next to you at the next table over is going to be your next customer, is going to be your next client, or perhaps, you know, it's somebody that you've talked to on the phone and never seen in person. Yeah. And you're going to do business with them. And if you just, you know, be on your best behavior. You know, uh, play, you know, like they say, dance like nobody's looking. Right. Well, behave like somebody is. Oh, that's good. 
And yeah, it's a good thing. That. Good thing that guy didn't have his cell phone to take. To, to this was, <laughs> I don't even know if cell phones were available back then. You know, well, good I, for you. Came into vogue, smoking sections went out. Okay, so dance. I think we're going to have to all write this down. Dance like nobody's looking and behave like somebody is. Right. right. Now, the dance like nobody's looking does not belong to me. No, yeah, I know. I've heard right. that before. But right. that, but I like the your addition to it. Okay, right. so that is it for this week's episode of I Want to Like You. I've been talking to Shep Hyken, who is a global keynote speaker, as you all now know, a customer service and experience expert, a New York Times bestselling author, and the chief amazement officer at Shepherd Presentations. Thank you so much, Shep, for being here. My pleasure, Kristen. Great to be here. Thank you. Our producer is Tim Einenkel. Our engineer is Zach Dinerstein. And Caitlin Peary helps me put together this podcast at Real Simple. Please let us know what you think of the show. Our Twitter handle is at Real Simple, or you can tweet ideas for the podcast to me at KVanOgtrop. For more on irritating people and how to handle them, go to realsimple.com. And, of course, subscribe to us in iTunes. For Shep Hyken, I'm Kristen Van Ogtrop. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.